0: It's the toughest, most important job in the world. Four kids. If you want to know what it's like to have a fourth, just imagine you're drowning. And then someone hands you a baby. This is The Mom Show. It's where moms come to learn and share. Our host is Lindsay Ertz. On KSL News Radio 102.7 FM and 1160 AM.
1: Welcome on into the Mom Show today. Thank you for joining us. I am Lindsay Ertz. Our monthly segment called The State of Women in Utah is back. Uh, joining me now, Dr. Susan Madsen of the Utah Women and Leadership Project, and Emily Bell McCormick, who is with the Policy Project. These two ladies join me once a month. We talk about issues pertinent to women, issues pertinent to motherhood. It's very fitting for the show that is the mom show. So our topic today. Today stems from an op-ed written in the Deseret News, and the title of this op-ed was Motherhood Has a Major PR Problem. And full disclosure, I tried to reach out to the author. I wasn't able to get her contact information in time for this episode. So I don't want to rip her article apart without giving her a chance to kind of explain her her point. But she does sort of make the point in the op-ed she wanted to make. And so I have a couple of guests here I think are on different sides of this issue. So we're going to talk about it. And her point, I think largely, and, we, and you guys can give me your thoughts on this. The point that I took from the article was she thinks motherhood has a PR problem in that Many of us get on social media, we get online and we, for lack of a better word, complain or we uh, talk about motherhood in a negative light. We talk about the struggles. We talk about how hard it is. And this show does that amply and I'm not going to change that. <laughs> and so um, her point was that when we do that, it it we, there aren't always... Other, the other side of that voice saying how wonderful and lovely and how magical it is. And I guess I just didn't agree with that point. I find it hard <laughs> and I find it a struggle. And I felt like as a woman who experienced postpartum mood disorder, Part of my suffering came from that unrealistic expectation of what I thought motherhood was supposed to look like. So I'm not saying that motherhood is not wonderful and joyful at times, but in order to paint a real picture to not have other women suffer the way I did, I find it very important to also share the realities of motherhood. So that's where I landed with this op-ed. Dr. Susan Madsen, let me bring you in first. What were your initial thoughts on this op-ed in the Deseret News? Motherhood has a major PR problem.
2: I I actually think that it it is aligned with some of the research that comes out. Now, one thing I want to kind of set the foundation for you, you set that up really well. One other piece, however, is that she makes the point that many people do have the perception that if they become a mother or get married, you know, especially when those kids come in, that your life is absolutely changed, and it's hard, and and so forth. And I'll tell you that I personally thought when I was growing up, when I was in college specifically... I really tried to put off marriage a little bit, even though I knew it was coming, because I was really really raised with, okay, you're going to do, and and actually my research in the state of Utah supports this all or nothing mentality, that here I can do all these things. I'm a college student. I love it. And then I'm going to have those kids and my life is going to end as it was and move on. And it's just that, that was an important point she makes. And I see that all over the place, that people think that what I have learned, and I'm the oldest of the three of us, <laughs> <laughs> what I have learned is, however, that it doesn't end our life to have kids. It changes it. Yes. And for many of us, it totally changes that yet we can still do things. It's not all or nothing. It's not either or. We can still do things that we love. Yeah, but It was Susan, hard I'm gonna, for me to learn that.
1: No, and I get that. I'm sorry to interrupt you a little bit. I, I, I agree with your point that, that our lives do change and kids add a, for lack of a better word, inconvenience that is just a fact. It doesn't mean they're an inconvenience. It just means that once you have children, your life changes in major ways. I have had two pregnancies and lost two jobs around the time I've had those pregnancies. And so I know that life flips upside down once you have a kid. And I just think we need to prepare women for that reality more so than um, just you know, making it seem like you can have kids and everything just continues on. It's a major life shift, whether it's kid one or kid seven. In my humble and, opinion, Emily,
2: let and me... I think. Oh, Susan, oh, go I ahead. was just gonna say, I think you're totally right. I think our life does not end, but it absolutely changes, yeah. absolutely. And I've just found too many women, particularly here in Utah, that think they can't continue college or think they can't continue using your voice because of that. So there's a mix. There's something in the middle.
1: Yeah. And I hear what she's saying there. Your life doesn't end, but you have to be prepared for how it shifts and how you're going to do all the things once you have children, which is why I think the point she's making, fertility rates are down and women are delaying having children because this message is out there. And I guess I just don't agree that it's a bad message to have out there. I think the message needs to be out there in order to prepare women. Uh, Emily Bell McCormack with The Policy Project. I'll give you the last two minutes since you have yet to share your thoughts your initial thoughts on this deseret news op-ed we're discussing called motherhood has a major pr problem
3: yeah so i you know it's funny as i thought about this i have a background in pr you know public relations it's about taking a topic and making it look good right Mm -hmm. like showing the benefits of one side so is there a reality to that sure and if i'm creating a pr campaign around hey come visit moab utah I'm going to say the canyons are gorgeous. You've never seen any, you know, you've not seen red rock like this. The Colorado River is insane. I'm not going to say it's always super hot or super cold. (laughs) Be prepared to be thirsty all the time. You know, you're not Mm going to say those things, although they're also realities. The difference is when you're going into motherhood and talking about a PR campaign around motherhood, you, it feels like a short change to not, Prepare people for it in sure. some degree. I feel like motherhood we, is different than going to the Red Rocks. Yeah, yeah. a little <laughs> bit different, right? So, yeah. so I think you know, it, it would you would really need to create a much more complex campaign around that. You would be talking about, you know, motherhood is it's so great. It's it's a massive investment you will pay for it. Like you pay for every investment you make. You want to buy a house? It's going to cost you. Mm-hmm. You want to have kids? It's going to cost you. Mm-hmm. Right. But you will, you know, the joy of like home ownership, you know, or some of us are familiar with that. Like it feels comfortable. It feels happy. It, it makes us feel cemented in our lives and kids have a similar thing, but my goodness, the cost is very high. And I will say I was actually joking with um, someone who is about to become a new father, you know, and I said, I just, I mean, people tell you you don't get sleep. People say like you're not gonna sleep, you're gonna be so tired. And I'm like, you you don't know what that is. You think it's cramming for final exams in college, you know, staying up till two and then waking up at six to take your exam. Oh, it's nothing like that. It's that times doing that every single night for six months, you know, like mm-hmm. <laughs> your body does not know the realities of what parenthood is. and i I think that to be warned of that to me doesn't, and it could be because I, you know, tend to be a little cynical, but it doesn't seem to be a negative thing. It seems like, oh, if I go in kind of knowing that this is going to be tough, then it will actually be easier for me to find the joy in it. So yeah. I do think, you know, and she talks a lot about social media, how that's influencing it. I, I think it's commentary on what kind of social media you're following, because to be honest, my feed is really kind of positive. Other than people kind of making funny little things about, you know, my son flushed three toothbrushes down the toilet and implanted our house, right. which is yes, actually true. That happened to me. <laughs> life, um, you life. know, it's like you use those things to kind of find humor and 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 also joy in it.
1: Yeah, we're just scratching the surface on this topic. Emily Bell McCormick, Dr. Susan Madsen with the Women in Leadership Project. Our State of Women in Utah uh, episode discussing this op-ed from the Deseret News called Motherhood Has a Major PR Problem. We'll take a break more on this topic when we come back. Break more on
0: You've joined The Mom Show. Being a mom can be tough sometimes. We try to make it easier. Here's Lindsay Ertz on KSL News Radio.
1: Welcome back into The Mom Show today. Thank you for joining us. This episode, The State of Women in Utah. I have my two reoccurring guests who come on every month to talk about women's and motherhood issues impacting women here in the state of Utah. Joining me, Dr. Susan Madsen with the Utah Women in Leadership Project and Emily Bell McCormick with the Policy Project. Ladies, thank you for joining me. We're discussing this op-ed that I saw this week in the Deseret News and it's titled Motherhood Has a Major PR Problem. And the point the author is uh, making is that the way we discuss motherhood is sort of giving it a bad rap. It's giving it a bad rap. And she makes the point that it's contributing to fertility rates. It's contributing to women delaying motherhood. She also makes the point that um, the same cause... To accomplish the same goal, oftentimes women talk about motherhood as all self-sacrificing, right? And uh, mothers as martyrs and stuff like that. So I want to dive into a couple of these issues today. First of all, I, I don't necessarily agree with the fact that we talk, quote unquote, too negatively about motherhood on social media. I believe that we're talking about it from a place of we have to prepare women for the realities of motherhood. I personally feel blindsided by what I jumped into six years ago. You know, everyone just has kids. That's what you do, especially here in Utah. And I was not prepared. And and that's no one's fault, per se, but I never saw anyone... Talking about not loving motherhood, I never saw anyone talking about how hard it was or how constant it is or how you never get a break or just the, the stresses, both emotionally and physically, that come with being a mom. And so... I felt woefully unprepared. So I sort of come from the opposite perspective where I feel the need to talk about the realities. And if that gives it a bad spin, I'm terribly, terribly sorry. Because <laughs> it's not that I don't love my children. It's not that I don't want to be a mother. It's not that I don't love them desperately. But it is hard. And and I think that reality needs to be talked about. Um, I also sort of wish that society and our culture prepared women more and supported women more in motherhood and that would make it a little bit easier right like if we had programs that uh, you know paid for our maternity leaves right if we had family-friendly culture like she sort of blames the whole fertility rate on motherhood's pr problem and i'm like wait a second There's a whole societal piece here that you didn't even touch on how we don't have programs and policies in place that support women and families. No wonder they're finding it hard to go back to work and have children. Is it because it's hard to go back to work and have children? So that's where I'm going to leave it it with some of the issues I took with it. But Dr. Susan Madsen, let me bring you in first and give you a chance to weigh in on all the stuff I just spewed.
2: (laughs) (laughs) You don't have any opinions, do you, Lindsay? (laughs) Well, this one irked me a little. (laughs) <laughs> um and, and it's interesting because the three of us talk every month on this show and we're all really in different el Parts of our lives. I mean, you have a couple of really young kids, Emily, I, you have five kids, I know, and aren't they don't you have some teenagers and some older folks Mm -hmm. as well. And actually, I'm a bit older. And I have had four kids, I still have them, and two grandkids, but nobody's in my house anymore. And I will tell you that my house magically stays clean, right? Things happen when your kids move out of the house. <laughs> and you know what? I actually have my granddaughter here taking a nap right now. She's two and a half. So, but it's, it's wonderful to be a grandparent. So anyway, back to your issue that you brought up. What is interesting for me, I agree actually with everything that you're saying that we need to be able to have open conversations about these things. And to prepare people for motherhood, my own daughter—I have one daughter and three sons. She, after she had gave birth, and and my granddaughter is just so lovely, and she's pretty calm. But she's like, "This is different than I thought. This is really hard. Like she's not letting me sleep. She's not doing this." So even though she saw me struggling, um, you know, it's just a new experience. I'll tell you, I really struggled. My kids are just live wires. I struggled through them. But one thing that I heard messages in my church, in the community constantly, was that it was my role as a mother to sacrifice, Mm -hmm. that it wasn't necessarily going to be fun. I don't think I don't know. I didn't hear about the fun parts a lot that, that I was supposed to, that it was going to be hard, that it was going to be a struggle. And so honestly, I was a little nervous to get married and have kids. I I did it, but I was like, oh, my life's going to end. And guess what? It really didn't end, (laughs) but, but it, it, yeah, yeah, it is hard, but I, I agree with you though. There needs to be space to talk about both struggles and joys Mm -hmm. maybe maybe we don't talk about joys and and there are joys what I say in the (laughs) moments yes
1: yes in the moments I guess I just sort of gleaned that she was I I just sort of took from it maybe it's my own shame that I feel (laughs) about you know uh, talking about motherhood's challenges because again I do it from a place of I don't want other women to be blindsided but at the same time I do feel guilty at times and ashamed at times that I I find it so hard and that's something I've worked through for 6 years since I became a mother I'm like why is this so hard for me like why does everyone else seem to love it and I'm just really like struggling through it Emily Bell McCormick with the policy project your thoughts here
3: you know, I was actually brought this up with a uh, group of women yesterday after I read the op-ed and I was kind of struggling to actually, it's rare that I'm trying to articulate what I think about something. And this was one that I was like, gosh, there are a lot of things here, mm-hmm. aren't there are there a lot of things. So I brought it up with a group of women and, you know, one of them actually had this really interesting idea. And it was this idea that with in motherhood, in parenthood generally, it's not so much like oars and like ors and buts. It's replacing those with and. So, for example, it's it's not that parenthood is hard but good. It's parenthood is hard and good, right? Mm. You like like those things coexist. It's not that my kids are either fabulous or difficult. It's that they're fabulous and difficult. Yes, they're just both, right? It turns out that parenthood is just an extension of the rest of our world, which is it's it's very, um, you know, there's a dichotomy there. there are two things that exist at once. They're not mutually exclusive. Uh, being a mother is not just fabulous. It's also insanely difficult. Yeah. And as we find, it's funny, because I, I do think that um, th- that a little bit with the article, it was treated as, you, you know, this is just, it's actually just so great. And it is. And that is why so many people do have kids. There are fertility issues or these other things. I think that Lindsay, you hit on some of the reasons that, you know, that could be causing some of those, but, but the reality is that these things coexist mm-hmm. in our lives. They do it in our relationships, in friendships, in sibling relationships and your relationship with your parents. Like we're very used to having good and bad exist coexist. So I think that, I think that to, to, um, that this article was a little bit of a plea for, more reality about the good parts, which is fair and and good because it is mostly a good thing. That's why we do it. That's why, you know, I don't take my six-year-old who is frankly a massive pain and drop him off on the side of the road, right? I don't (laughs) do it because I love him Right? because it's like, you are a pain. You make my life 59 times harder, Mm -hmm. but guess what? I love you. I don't even know why I do it sometimes, but I do love you. And we're just Keep on keeping on.
1: Right. That's a really important point, I think, that and can exist, right? It's both hard and wonderful. And I do feel like, um, you know, she sort of pushed the message that it was supposed to be Just wonderful. And you're just supposed to love it all the time. Like she says, uh, talking about the joys of parenthood isn't just some sick spin to get people to produce more human capital. No, it's the truth. There's no higher joy, no greater euphoria, no more thrilling or exalted accomplishment than bringing a unique soul all their own into the world and orienting them towards virtue. And I'm like, listen, I agree. I agree. But come on. Like,
3: let's get real
1: about what it's really like,
3: well, and I think ultimately, you know when we look at a statement like that, it's so nice, and i and I think anyone who's had the experience of being a parent could say it's true at the end of the day or having any valued loved loving relationship at the end of the day, you're not going to take this award in place of having a kid or having a good friend or having like any kind of a loving relationship, so that is absolutely true. But, but there just are a lot of realities, especially when you're a caretaker. Yeah. Our State of Women
1: of U- in Utah series once a month, we get Dr. Susan Manson and Emily Bell McCormick to chat about different topics impacting women here in the state of Utah. We'll take a break. More with these two when we come back on The Mom Show.
0: It's the toughest, most important job in the world. for kids. If you want to know what it's like to have a fourth, just imagine you're drowning and then someone hands you a baby. <laughs> this is The Mom Show. It's where moms come to learn and share. Our host is Lindsay Ertz on KSL News Radio 102.7 FM and 1160 AM.
1: Welcome back into The Mom Show today. Thank you for joining us. If you are just joining us, I would highly suggest you go back and podcast this episode wherever you podcast. Having a discussion today, our State of Women in Utah series once a month, talking with Dr. Susan Madsen and Emily Bell McCormick about different topics that impact Utah women and families. And uh, today we're talking about an op-ed that was written in the Deseret News called Motherhood Has a Major PR Problem, in that uh, we sort of talk about it negatively to the point now where the fertility rates are dropping and uh, women are delaying having children because of how hard it is portrayed and how often uh, women feel like they have to completely put their lives on hold to have children. And so we've talked a little bit about why I disagree with some of those points. However, her point um, is that maybe we need to bring a little bit more joy back into the conversation on why we have children, right, and wh- and why we do this. Um, what I wanted to hit in this segment, and Emily, I'll ask you this question, is she talks about an equally damaging point it, um, to, you know, the perception we put out there of motherhood is that motherhood is this all self-sacrificing role to where women don't want to have children because they're just their life stops once they have kids. Did your
3: life stop once you had kids? You know, it's, uh, it's funny. I think that that, that was such an interesting observation in there. And Dr. Madsen addressed this so well with research in that first segment, you know, talking about, we have this big tendency to, to, to um, be all or nothing, you know, in how we think about things. And I will say, I do remember um, having my first child and I was raised in a family where my mother stayed at home. And I really, I remember my employer at the time saying I I was going to take my maternity leave. And I remember my employer at the time saying, so you're coming back, you know, you have six weeks of maternity and then we'll see you after that. And I was kind of like, uh, yeah, I, I kind of want to come back, but I didn't, I was so surprised by feeling that way. I didn't know I was going to feel that way. It was a, And I didn't know how to interpret it because I just thought that everybody didn't want to do that because they had a kid. Anyway, that's just a little bit of an aside, but it was kind of the surprise that hit me and you asked whether or not my life did stop it didn't, but it it kind of accidentally didn't because I thought it should. Mm. And I just something inside me wouldn't let it. And it caused a lot of like angst and pain. But there's this quote in the article where she says, you know, um, she's talking about one side of this argument and and that both the conservative and the liberal side of this are dangerous. You know, the conservative kind of pro-life, pro-family side kind of says, this is a, It's a, it's virtue driven and it's a sacrifice, you know? And then the more liberal side would say something like, um, and this is a quote from the article. I don't feel ready to walk away from my life. There's so much else I want to do so much more. I want to accomplish before I put a stop to it. Mm -hmm. So, uh, there's a reason that women have felt like this. And and the reason is because historically you couldn't do both, right? Like the way that if you grew up in America, there were actually even jobs not available to your grandmother and my grandmother, you know, our grandmothers um, that we have available to us now. Um, so I think what has to happen is inside each woman, we have to put a little stop that catches us on that thought and, and where we realize it isn't black or white. It's not all or nothing. And remember that life happens while you're living, right? Mm-hmm. Like life happens while you're living. No person started, very few people... In America, we don't divide into workers and parents. I wasn't born to work and you were born to parents. Mm-hmm. And so we assigned to those roles and we stay in those roles. It just so happens that historically they've been divided on gender lines, but now we're in a generation that that's actually coming back together, right? That's blending a little more. And you think of people that have started great organizations or or um, been great leaders in society, whether political or business or um you know, in a charitable organization, they did not push pause on everything else to start up a major corporation, right? They probably had kids running around. They probably had um, a sister who got sick. They probably had a, you know, father who was in the hospital. You know, it, all of these things were happening to them. They just did this through that because it was something important to them. Yeah. So my thought is, you know, you work while parenting and you work because your parenting is either to provide for your kids or to make the world better, or or, or to help things move forward. So I, I think if we could allow a little more flexibility, especially in motherhood, fatherhood has had more flexibility, but we need to give fathers more flexibility to be in the role of caretaker a little bit more so that maybe together we can come together and accomplish our goals. And likely this world is going to be a much more beautiful place when we're both having a balance of, it's not fair that fathers didn't get to parent in the way that mothers did historically. Right. And in that same way, we've heard a lot about women who want to be involved in the workforce or, or have an interest in it. And we need to allow for some of that. Now the trick is how do you childcare during that? well, you do what Dr. Madsen is doing and her, her granddaughter's sleeping like two feet away. You yeah, <laughs> that's,
1: that's all we have to do. You have to fudge it a little bit during this time in life. Yeah, and I think what you're saying is they expect us to work like we don't have families and have families like we don't work, right?
3: Precisely. Yeah. I mean, that's the, that's the exact thing. At some point... I'm hoping that the way that policy moves, that culture moves, that, you know, all of these things move, uh, that religion moves, is toward allowing a little bit more flexibility to recognize a whole person, and that every person, regardless of gender or educational background, you probably have desires to do a lot of things, right, to be good in relationships, but to also have a professional life. So I I, I do, you're exactly right. We need to recognize that we are, you know, we, we share both work and, and real life. Yeah. Really um, good. All in one body. Yeah.
1: Really good points. Emily Bell McCormick, Dr. Susan Madsen, let me bring you in on the conversation. Your thoughts?
2: I I really agree with Emily in that, I mean, women throughout time, when you look at the research, when you look at the history, we haven't had a choice throughout time. I mean, uh, we had to, women, I say we, but not, you know, women before me of the generation's you know, they couldn't say, maybe in the 50s and 60s, but before that, through the centuries, women had to work, they had to take care of kids, they did everything, they were doing so much with the kid, you know, strapped to their back. It's, it wasn't a choice. It was really in the 50s, 60s, 70s, that that separation of men and women's roles became more permanent. So, so you know, when we look at history, it's, it's fascinating to look at that. I, I do want to add a perspective here that a couple of perspectives. One is that, that we do, I mean, I think in, in history, when I used to hear women in church and different things, it was all about this joy, right? And we knew that it wasn't all joy. And now in some social media, in some places, it's all about the challenges. It's all about the hard things. So it, it, in fact, in in my church, sometimes we've had maybe young women that are 18, 19 and 20 show up. And there's this whole conversation about all these sacrifices and all these difficulties. And I'm like, Oh, my gosh, if I was in this room, I would never have kids. (laughs) So I but I think there are joys, you know, and, and I think it's just finding a better making sure we don't go all one way or all the other. But I'll tell you, conversations like the line that you read, like the the couple of sentences you read, to me, I was gagging a little bit. I have to just admit that because it's like, it's not perfect for anybody. It's hard. And um, would I have not had kids? And I mean, I would never go there. I will always want my children, even though there's been much more difficulty than joy. Mm -hmm. But those moments of joy... Um, just seeing my little granddaughter i 'm getting teary eyed um, coming to let Grandma read her a book, those moments really for me through the years have have really been worth it. Yeah. I have to say that, but, uh, but uh, and maybe we 'll talk about this in the next segment, but I do want to mention I have done research on motherhood and how, how it really develops, develops us in different ways to be leaders.
1: Well, let's pause there and go into that in the next segment because I do wish we could put motherhood on our resumes. I think that all the skills translate into whatever office job you need. Uh, I don't know about you, but I've learned to be a reporter at home while rocking a baby to sleep. So you tell me how that doesn't translate to being able to multitask, and I'll I'll be the best employee you've got. So we'll take a break. More on that when we come back on The Mom Show.
0: Back inside, The Mom Show. Dads are welcome, but moms come here to be heard. We're with Lindsay Ertz on KSL News Radio.
1: Welcome back into the Mom Show today. Thank you for joining us. Our State of Women in Utah series where we talk uh, with Dr. Susan Madsen of Utah Women and Leadership Project and Emily Bell McCormick with the Policy Project about uh, different topics that are impacting Utah women and families. And uh, today we're talking about a op-ed written in the Deseret News uh, recently called Motherhood as a Major PR Problem. And uh, her point is just that by talking so much about the challenges of motherhood, we make it look hard, which it is, but also that it deters women from wanting to have kids and uh, delaying kids, perhaps, and you see fertility rates down. And so, Dr. Madsen, let me start with you this segment. We know there's research to kind of, like, back this up. I do disagree with The point of talking about the challenges of motherhood, I will not stop that. I'm sorry, but I will not not talk about its challenges because I believe that we have to prepare women for the realities of motherhood. That is what I think has a PR problem. But talk to me about some of the research that does support her points.
2: Well... I mean, there's some fascinating research that I've done actually through the years, and I published it in a couple of my early books and have talked about it in editorials. And I I just want to focus on this really cool element because I didn't realize it growing up. And when I was in my early motherhood years, and all of a sudden, probably 15 years ago, I was doing some analysis, deep qualitative analysis from interviews I had done with 10 of the women governors in the United States and also top university presidents. And I just had this biggest aha one day. I mean, I started pulling together this data and the powerfulness of motherhood in developing who you are, in developing your voice is just crazy. And I developed these, slides. I mean, I have like a hundred things when I pulled it together. But what, what the research also says is 70% of leadership development. So that has to do with confidence, finding your voice. are what, quote, challenging assignments. Mm. So we actually develop, we move forward, we learn, we grow, we develop all kinds of skills and abilities when we do difficult things. We're back to that motherhood is difficult thing. All of these women I interviewed, a whole list of like 100 things on specifically, how do you think motherhood prepared you to be a leader? Oh, my gosh, they went wild. And it is so many things, like uh, some of my favorites. One is uh, picking your battles. My oldest son, very challenging kid, still is today, is 34. Um, In high school, long hair, but no drugs. I picked my battle, long hair, but no drugs. Sibling rivalry, conflict management, uh, facilitation. My favorite one to talk about, however, is this. Especially with my oldest child who in the womb, I was put in the hospital a couple of times because he was, they would say this was a wild child. <laughs> Even before he was was born,
1: You're Like cool. this is a
2: wild child. But what I he taught me, and I'll get a little teary-eyed, what he taught me, and I'm super good at this now, is how to forgive. And, and no matter what he did, no matter how mean he was to me, how mean he was to the other kids, I got up every single morning and I loved that child. And I will tell you, he taught me how to forgive, to move on, to, you know, all my kids, to delegate, to, you know, so many different things. Emily, you and Lindsay, I mean, both of you could just come up with a lot of ideas. But what I realized in the research is that motherhood, parenthood, so many things that we do really do help us become who we are, even if it's hard, yeah. and even if there's joy, I mean, whatever side we want to do, that whole messy mix of things prepares us to be, to make distinct and unique contributions to society in in various ways that we choose to do that.
1: Yeah. And that's a really good point for women who work for pay and women who work at home, primarily, I can understand how women who stay home would feel like I'm not adding any value here. I'm not like out in the workforce, not in the labor force, not making money. I'm not, quote unquote, providing for my family. Right. So I I can understand that feeling of uh, not contributing. But what you're saying is that all of the skills that they're now learning as a mom who's working for home from home without pay, those should translate onto a resume. And think of the things that we could put on our resumes, right? I mean, all I do all day long is manage emotions. I keep humans from melting down. That is all I do all day long, whether that's from snacks or validating emotions. That's all I do. And I think that's a pretty good leadership skill.
2: It is. And, you know, that's going to, it's probably already serving you well. The key however, is this, and I I don't have the quote in front of me, or I I would read it because it's such a fabulous quote. But the key is called reflection. Because we think that it's experiences that teach us lessons and help us develop. But it's actually not. It's reflection on the experiences that develop us. Mm. So two people, for instance, can have a death. Maybe I had two neighbors that had both had kids within a year that died, and um, and I've known other people as well. My two neighbors, they reflected, they learned, they moved forward in a positive ways. But I have seen people that just halt. They don't want to deal with it. They don't want to actually engage in the difficult process to learn and come out. So if we just shun all the not shun, I don't know what the word is. If we just push aside. Um, our difficulties and not get in the wrestle with what we've gotten out of them, then we don't learn as much. Yeah. That's
1: a really good point. Emily Bell McCormick with the policy project. I'll bring you in for the last two minutes. What would you put on your resume of motherhood skills that should translate? Oh, that is
3: such a good question. I mean, there, there are endless skills. And actually as we were, as you know, we were talking through this and I'm thinking about it, I had this awesome experience. I had a neighbor, um, in Salt Lake City, who is an opera singer, right? She her husband moved here for work and she's an opera singer in New York. So she would fly back and audition for things. And she had four kids. And one day I was talking to her, you know, as I was kind of struggling with how do, you know, how do you balance and how do you use these skills and how do you care for your kids and do things, you know? And she said, Well, when I go back, you know, I'm 39 now, and when I go and audition against a 20 year old. I feel like each one of my kids has added like a richness and depth to my voice that these 20-year-olds could never understand, that they could never gain. And it was such a beautiful moment for me because I'm not artistic, I'm not a singer, but like to think, to get that visual on like how her voice, even her voice had changed because she had gone through those raw experiences of motherhood, these experiences change you and they allow you, I think more than anything to be a little more flexible about life, to not believe that you know everything, to be a little more forgiving, and to take those steps forward in helping other people. Because as it turns out, that's what life is about.
1: Yeah, I love that. Emily Bell McCormick with the Policy Project, Dr. Susan Madsen with the Utah Women in Leadership Project. I love you, ladies. Thank you for such a great discussion today on this topic. Uh, And wherever you podcast, search for the KSL Mom Show, and you will find this whole episode there. We'll be back next week on the Mom Show.